Hey, this is great. I'm glad you found us. Welcome to the conversation. This is the Wags and Fresh Podcast. Well, the loveliest thing that I ever did see was a young man dreaming of what he could be. So we sit here jibber jabber, gobble gobble on these on this podcast week in and week out, and um, you know, and I mean that ultimately is part of the purpose is really to create a audio file for um, mostly our kids to hear us, right? as we've talked about before. Um, you know, they can go back at some point in their life and go, oh, you know, that's that's what, there's a lesson I, you know, could have learned or should be learning from some of the things that we're, we're talking about because uh, at their ages they are today, they're not quite as receptive to listening to. Uh, or for us to fast track and put pressure on a thought that we don't want to wait to naturally evolve over the next and, and weeks and months. We just put pressure on it and try to make some progress on the conversation. And, on, our, and on ourselves. I yeah. mean, we, we were texting each other yesterday about how, you know, the, at least I, I know for me, this is this conversation, just having the conversation is beneficial for me because, and whatever it is, it creates maybe a release in tension and instead of bottling it up, it, it create it allows for me to be thinking about things in certain ways. Um, and as we've talked about before, this, the number of different sort of streamlined thoughts like ATM and, you know, all these other things that, that we can go into and say, this is what I think. And, and the one we were talking about the other day about the, you know, what's a better question or, um, you know, what are different ways that we can sh- sort of create a shorthand for ourselves in our own dialogue. But what I wanted and filter to filter our day so we could be a participant in it and not just an observer. Well, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And, and, and for us, some of, sometimes this is a, we get to a place where it helps to expedite things because we're not thinking about to get to that place where we go, oh, it's ATM or it's what's a better question. It's we already have done that. We've already had the dialogue. Now we can put it into action, which is kind of what I wanted to talk about today because we've both had the opportunities recently um, to do a lot of things and and uh, sort of start to benefit or, you know, at least take some action on some, some things. So, uh, I guess first over the last couple of weeks, you, you've been doing a few things and you, you finished, you know, another book. So I wanted to take some time to talk about that. Yeah. So the first book was winning moments and that's just how to turn things in your day into health right. instead of, you know, stresses that break the body down into things that build the body up and then your okay. health. And real yeah. quick, what I think is important for people to understand about that is, it's everyday things. It's, 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 you already do all these things. Yep. And so, you know, it's I, on the 24 hour clock from a, right. the night you, you put when your, you go how to do you bed. put your shoes on. Is yep. there a better way for you to put your shoes on? How do you, you know, how do you do anything? Mow, mow the lawn. How do you, um, you know, shovel snow? How do you do the things that you have to do every single day? Or, you know, how, whatever frequency lay you down do in those. bed, get up right. in bed. How do you turn in bed, you know, without, <laughs> Right. Leveraging your neck to do it. Right. So that, that, that's really, I just wanted to make sure that there was a more context under, yeah, to it. understanding yeah. of what that meant. And then the next is health is practically free, uh, meaning really it takes time and minimal money. I saw a neat uh, clip the other day. I didn't really read all of it, but it was just talking about how, you know, like healthy groceries for a week would be like 40, 50, 60 bucks. Right. And, you know, a dinner out's a hundred, but right. eating healthy is too expensive. Right. You know, so health is practically free when you move things around in the right area. And, you know, it does involve some time. And the tagline after that is don't wait till it costs you everything. Because if you're not investing in the laws that lead to health, you're um, 
going to become a victim of disease, sickness, illness, weakness, and then those those prices are you know one of the number one cause of bankruptcy. Sure. Obviously, is, is is lost health. Well, and, and and you know one of the things that we were you know our third partner in crime as it relates to health these days, Dan. Um, you know he likes going to the gym. Um, and there's nothing wrong with the gym as long as you, you go and you utilize it and, and there's not, we're not, what I'm about to say isn't about to dump on the gym but one of the things that you do a great job at is utilizing everyday things to create your own gym no matter where you are um, we just had a, a workout with Dan uh, you know in your backyard using you know uh, pulleys and you know uh, <laughs> lawn chairs and <laughs> and uh, your railing and, and all these different things to do push-ups and pull-ups and I felt amazing up, by the yeah, way yeah and, and lunges and all that kind of stuff and um, and so I think that's what you're really talking about too is that you know this, you you can find your way to to get that 30 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever amount of time you have from an exercise perspective in and you don't need to be a part of a gym to do it. Right. Yeah, you just have to want to. Yeah, and, and also, I mean, it doesn't mean you, you have to obviously learn how to do the exercises that, that get you there. But, I mean, I think one of the things that, and this is me just being a, maybe just naive, but one of the things when you look at a lot of the Asian cultures, they're constantly walking and mm-hmm. moving and, you know, moving their arms and stretching. And yeah, it's amazing. Like, I remember riding, you know, my bike on the boardwalk. And, and for whatever reason, you know, I guess... Life tells you and sometimes pulls out what's deep down inside you, but you didn't, you, you may have known it was there, but looking back, you really see it was there. And I just remember always watching the people, whether they were doing the squats or the fast arm movements, what would look like being awkward right. or something. I was always attracted to that, you know, they were doing that. And I was always observing and, and picking up and, and watching. And even when, you know, we, we had a, a little shed at the back of my mom's apartment. And we would, you know, run a cord out, you know, from my bedroom into the shed to play music. And, you know, we had a Joe Weider book. I remember, you know, making workouts and writing up workouts. And, you know, I worked at gyms and, you know, trained people um, and different things. So that 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 was always and I and I had it from my parents. I mean, they were big exercise people, you know, but through chiropractic and, you know, the sciences and the philosophy, I've really you know, taking the as- the exercise component and just added all the other components that are necessary uh, to do that. And that's basically what health is practically free ends up being. It's the five, mm-hmm. five laws that health must follow, meaning your health doesn't have a choice when you apply these laws. Mm-hmm. It has to respond with health because sure. that's what it's designed to do. And you can get those on Amazon. Yes. Yeah. Cool. And they're they're not what's five ninety nine or yep. something like that yep. for the book. So it's you're not asking everybody to give you a hundred. No, it takes and, me three whatever three ninety nine to make it four <laughs> ninety nine to make it. Right. But um, the and then the one that's coming out next is the health equation, which is when you put those two books together, you're either adding to your health score or subtracting from it. Right. And the more you can add to the health score, you know, the faster you get well, the stronger you are, the better you're able to resist um, stress and disease. And the lower the number, you can actually get so low that you actually promote disease. So I'm really focusing on the things that people control. I'm not focusing on um, uh, cases where people, you know, don't really get a choice in what their health is. But even in that group, 
there is still the ability for them to be the healthiest version of themselves right. and, and go through what they're going through in a better way. And I, I, I you were just recently on a TV, TV program mm -hmm. as well um, in you know, sort of the local uh, Millville, New Jersey area. But um, I guess I was able to watch it on Facebook Live. And that was one of the things that I took away from that was, you, you know, there you could all no matter where you're at in, in your stage of life, age wise, health wise, you still every single day have that ability to make that choice of saying, okay, I, I'm struggling with this problem, uh, whatever that problem is, and my choices can be either connected to me being the best version of myself within that problem, because maybe that's not a solvable problem. Maybe that is just something that you're going to live with for the rest of your life. Or, or maybe it becomes something those health habits do help to at least um, deter that or slow that process they down, will. right? Yep, and so, so, or do you say, well, I've got this issue and my, I got to throw my hands up and, you know, my life is screwed and I'm just going to, you know, let, let whatever happens happen. And, and thinking about all that out loud right now, what I came to is these are all the laws health must follow and the rest of every book and all the books is really eliminating excuses. Right. You know, I, there's, it's just chapter after chapter of how, you, you know, you being busy or you not having time are, are not things that your health is going to adjust to. Listen, it, it, it comes back to the same thing we've always been saying is that, you know, if somebody says they don't have enough time, it means that they have, they're spending their time on things that they think are more important than that. And, and the minute that they say, when you ask somebody is health important to you, almost 100% of the people will say yes. Right. And yet when you say, okay, well, how much time do you spend towards it? What are the actions that you take? What, you know, whether that's, you know, whether the diet and or exercise and or all these other things that you can ask, are you doing towards that? And you find that closer to 0% are doing anything. Yeah, one of things. the chapters, and I don't know if it'll stay this name, but is it's, you know, when does your health become as important as you say it is? Right. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, we understand. Usually when you lose it. Right. Yeah. And I think that. And I'm we, trying to help people avoid that. And, and it, you know, one of the things that we talk about a lot, whether we talk, talk about it on this or, you know, just privately, is that we only have like two, three, four things that you really have the ability to spend a lot of time in in your life, right? When you really sum it up, you, you, you might say, I, here's the 10 things that are important to me. Well, guess what? You don't have enough time to spend to really get committed to get anything out of all 10 things if you're spreading yourself that thin. Um, so what you what you really are probably because then when you sum it up and say, well, it's family. OK, that's a good one. Uh, maybe it's faith for you. OK, that's a good one. What's that third one? Uh, maybe it's exercise, career, whatever those things are. At some point, you just run out of the amount of time to spend towards those things. And as much as you and I love the water and love to get in the ocean and, you know, love to surf, the amount of time we actually spend doing that is still pretty minimal. And that, but that's what winning moments says. Winning moments is exercise doesn't have to be a category. Right. Listen, if you, your family is going to have more fun right. doing something in the woods, outside, right. in the yard than they are watching TV. Right. It's for happiness, for communication, for relationships, and just for any other area that's beneficial, it already has an activity component in it because right. that's how we're made. Right. So you don't, exercise doesn't have to be its own category. It's already built into having better relationships. It's already built into connecting with, with family better. It's already built into, you know, whatever that state is that you get into when you're feeding your body, you know, good air and good movement. Yep. So yeah, pick, pick that up. Cause it's, um, it's definitely stuff that, uh, is beneficial. Um, 
to everybody, well, no matter where you're at. I mean, again, that that was the uh, that day that you were on that show. That was, you know, one of the things that really kind of stuck out to me. Um, you know, because of the fact that it was, it's just so, it's so true. How just do what you what you can, no matter where you're at in your life, and become the best version of yourself, no matter what it is you're, that you're challenged with. And then, and the little side thing is that make your life fun. If you make your life fun, exercise is going to be involved. Right. Like, do you do you see fun as, you know, going out and doing things and being with your family or being with your friends? Um, if you know, it, it's it's already built into fun. And what's what's interesting too about like going back to the concept of the gym. And again, this isn't a, a banging on the gyms. I go to a gym. I'm a member of a gym. But the, you know, it wasn't gyms didn't really exist more than like 40 years ago. Like in any real way the gym was I mean you didn't need a gym in 1899 because the gym was the farm you worked on right because most of the people in this country lived on farms it's really not that long ago when we all were working at gyms like we all worked at a gym called outside work that's what we did that most of everybody worked in some sort of labor heavy you know it's only been as things have changed and and so much of work has been uh, and the physical demands took away from the mental demands correct they were eating off the land yep. they, they i mean they had a lot of the only thing that you know they could probably use a chiropractor back then but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but i mean you know that and positivity but i'm sure they had rest together because they didn't have lighting and and cell phones to keep them awake all hours in the night they were exhausted from a day's hard work yep um, you know, so and so the the same day you were on that program was the day that I I was I had the opportunity to talk to the. Um, it's funny. It was the same day. Yeah, yeah talk to the this class, this marketing class at the the local university, um, and the, I was asked to be a part of this because the the woman, the professor, um, she um, know her through you know contacts and. Um, and she's not really that, from, you know, she doesn't, have, she doesn't have a ton of sales experience. So when she asked me, she wanted to say, hey, these people are, it's, it's a marketing class, but at the end of the day, this also has like a sales um, aspect to the class. And she's like, and my, my career sales experience isn't as rich as yours, so could you come talk to them? Now, she didn't tell me what to say or, or, or you know, what my topic needed to be. Um, but, uh, and because of that, I didn't really want to turn it into career day. And so what I, I allowed myself to kind of think about what, what would I want to hear from somebody, you know, in the, the real world that, um, knowing full well that there was going to be 35 students and probably only 10 of them were actually going to be interested in anything I said, regardless. Did you ever see you, me, and Dupree? Uh-uh, no, I have not. Oh, because he goes into the room and he talks about laying around and being lazy and only a couple of you guys are going to get this. <laughs> yeah, that was, mine was similar except for it was twisted on a, on a different topic. Which, yeah. Um, so I really tried to touch on how important it is for there to be um, the the understanding about who you are as a, as a person, not just what you are or what, where you're from or all those facts about yourself, but what are your, what are your drivers? What are you really interested in? What motivates you in life and finding, you know, through marketing, you have different choices. You know, you could be, you can work for an ad agency, you can work for a big company that has a big marketing department, or you could have work for a small company that has a small marketing department. And, and, and what makes the most sense for you depends on who you are and what your motivations are. And, 
Uh, and then I kind of tied it into other aspects of, you know, work and things like that. So it was a, which again, because if it turned in, if it was something from a career day perspective, I still probably would have done it, but I really wouldn't have been as excited. But the fact that she sort of let me do what I wanted to do, um, it allowed me to practice some of my, my own things that I'll keep working on, which is how do you take, whether it's self-awareness or, you know, this sort of mentoring, um, and coaching philosophy and start to teach it to a bigger group because up to this point I've just been using on a one-on-one basis so this Mm -hmm. was my first opportunity to start to to teach that in a broader sense which does mean that the the message has to be a little wider in scope and and a little watered down and not as specific obviously because you can't drill down to one person and their specific aspects that you need to work on but um, but it was a great opportunity nonetheless, and I enjoyed it, and uh, hope that that you know I get other opportunities like that. But um, I just really wanted to touch on the fact that there's you know, the fact that we talk and talk and talk, but there are a lot of things that we do that we don't really talk about, um, you know, in this particular setting um, that are really I think byproducts of the talk, um, you know, because I, as we we've talked about privately this. There, there is an aspect of an accountability when you decide to hit record, right? Because mm-hmm. then you say, oh, well, and now we don't do everything we say we want to do, but we do a lot more than we would have if we don't say it, I think. Well, it, it refocuses, like, so anytime you want to do something, it's what's the type of thinking that's going to allow you to move in that direction? Right. And what this podcast does for me is, you know, it refines my thinking and my main thoughts that I want to focus on because I know that thinking is going to take me in the next direction of, of where I need to go, whether it be with people or whether it be, um, you know, with positivity or whether it be with the book. And then that becomes the filter that you do life through for that week. Sure. And then you clean the filter next week. Right. Or you change the filter or, you know, maybe you want the water a different color. Maybe you want the water to have flavor, you know, maybe you want to put coffee through it. <laughs> so this morning uh, I got a text from my former uh, boss and he was, uh, he sent me a, a link um, uh, and it was, um, you know, it was one of those, uh, I was Elon Musk and the three things about, you know, to have effective meetings. And he, he sent it to me because he was like, you know, he know, he, I know how he feels about meetings and Elon Musk says, let have fewer of them and, you know, have no more than six people there. And if you're not, if you're not mm-hmm. actually adding value, don't, don't waste stay time. And don't stay in the meeting or don't go to the meeting if you don't add value. So, um, those are sort of the three things. And so I sent him back the, the David Goggins thing that you, that oh, the, yeah, you, you yeah. had sent and, um, about, you know, haters and, and not letting them detract you. And, um, and we kind of started a little bit of back and forth with it. And, um, what I found, which is really kind of comes from this podcast, to be honest with you, is that it, it's easy for me because I can take anger and negativity and make it my fuel and I can turn that into fucking rocket fuel and become, and it helps me and it has historically propelled me. Um, but what I think this has done, and this is what I said to him uh, in the text was, I'm okay with hearing things like this, but then I want to figure out how to take that negative energy and turn it into positive actions. 
mm-hmm. right? And I, I'm okay with saying, hey, there's going to be haters, and I'm going to, and I'm okay with listening to the haters, and I'm okay letting that fuel me a little bit. But I don't want to turn it into now I'm vengeful and oh, right. angry, yeah. and you know what I mean. So as long as it can be turned into something that's positive, yeah. Like what, what me, can you learn from but, somebody who's being inappropriately honest? Right, right. <laughs> even if it's right, even if it's not true, right. There's still always something to learn, sure. Or so, it is. So anyway, I just wanted to take a few minutes to talk about some of the things that we have kind of going on outside of just our regular day to day, and obviously this. So, um, you know, I hope that hopefully that's something that others can say. Hey, by taking action, by doing things, and by saying you're going to do those things, um, that things come from that, and you you get more and more of what you put out there seems to come back to you in the ways that you want them to. Um, and maybe not in the, in the timeline you want or, you know, there's a different conversation. And maybe you don't even want what you want once you start doing things. Yeah, you yeah, find out just, that this is what I'm saying that I want, but then yeah. when you actually do it, you're like, oh, I don't really want this. Yeah. And that's a good lesson to learn too. And, and what I sort of got out of this conversation, which is another reason why we have them is, so we talk about one thing and now what I'm coming out of it is, you know, what's your filter? Are you cleaning the filter? Are you Mm -hmm. taking the chunks out of the filter so more water can flow through it with the kind of things you don't want in the filter? You know, are you altering the filter? And, and, you know, the filter is is, is clearly, you know, you. And your experiences run through that. And, um, and that's, that's what, that's what having these conversations can do. So, um, we want to try it. (laughs) All right. Take care. Keep the conversation going. Hit play.